Songless. My name is Richard Villegas. And I'm Beverly Bryan. And um, hi, Bev. I mean, we're doing today a, a really uh, a cool, a, a much overdue new music episode. Uh, really excited to have you uh, back with us, Bev. Um, I'm excited too. This is great. Um, yeah, you know, I don't, um, I'm like, I've been collecting songs I wanted to share. And so, you know, it's time. Excellent. And well, we're, uh, right now we're listening to Kalimutsa. Uh, the track is Hayako Hayako. Um, so let's play out that song, and when we come back, we, uh, we got a whole lot of new music for you guys. I mean, uh, we haven't, we haven't, uh, like, we haven't even, I don't think we've spoken since the last time we recorded, actually. No, it's been a while, and that sucks, but, like, we can catch up some more, like, after the episode. Um, Boo. You know, well, you know, um, <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not telling all my secrets. Um, <laughs> fair, 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 fair. There's a whole um, new uh, listenership that doesn't, that doesn't know me anymore, and I don't, I feel I feel weird now, but I like almost feel like I have to reintroduce myself now when we do it. You know, your name is Hove. Anyway, um, uh, is, that's how that's how he says it. No, I don't know. Whatever. But uh, well, for the listeners who are not familiar these days with Beverly Shaleftai Lopez, I encourage you to go back to our extensive back catalog. At least the first um, what 60, 70 episodes are featuring uh, Madame Brian. And, um, and yeah, I mean, we're doing new music today. Uh, there's a lot of like new stuff that's been brewing, uh, in musical, uh, happenings that, that I think we're going to be discussing today. I'm actually really excited to, um, to talk about all this. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Kalimunta, who we just, uh, opened up the show with. Um, I originally had her on our playlist, uh, closing, closing the playlist because, uh, she, with this track, Hayako Hayako, she announced, um, her retirement, uh, she is, she's apparently what? leaving. Yeah. She's leaving music. Allegedly. I don't believe it because come on girl. Um, but yeah, she announced that she was like stepping away from music. She, um, it seems that she's a bit frustrated with like the fact that like people don't get her, which, you know, well, you make really weird music for which I'm very grateful. Um, you know, um, and like, yeah, she, you know, she's like been pouring a lot of like uh effort and energy into like stuff that isn't really like getting very much attention um 
I mean, I've de- she's definitely had like the song mess backing for a long time, and I've definitely written a written her up in different publications. But yeah, she's just a little like over it. She's just like I I feel like I'm not connecting with people, and she's like I've and she's also like she has this creative ADD, and so she's like I, my mind is already on like different projects. Um, and obviously she's a very prolific actress as well. So, you know, she's, it's not, it's not like she's not busy. I, I think she's just, she needs a little bit of a cool down. Uh, she also doesn't see, uh, perf- enjoy performing live. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of stuff where she like, kind of like needs to go away for a while. Uh, it might be a bit of a Kate Bush situation, um, mm, where she like will make that. music and not, and not really tour. But yeah, I, I was really sad. I was really, uh, very bummed out. She has a new EP coming out. Uh, I believe it's called Madre del Agua. Um, and so I'm very excited for at least this final piece uh, from her. What did What did you think of this song, uh, Bev? Okay, I found this song kind of more interesting um, than like a lot of her other work, actually. Mm-hmm. And it, because I don't know, it like almost reminded me of Grimes. And it was uh-huh. definitely more focused than her other music. And... I, I don't I don't know honestly it seemed like it more pop just it was completely I wasn't it's very different but it's also um you know very much a Kali Mutsa track in a weird way mm-hmm. yeah well the the organ which is really really fucking creepy um it it was well not creepy but it it's definitely um it's definitely a statement piece and um it was recorded at a almost 200 year old Anglican church in Valparaíso um, wow. and so, and, and the organ is just as old. So like, um, it, it apparently will feature so throughout the album. The song sounds like so sci-fi and like almost mm-hmm. transhumanist. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it was produced also by Pablo Stipisic, who, um, is just sort of like the, the hot producer of the day, uh, in Chile, who he's the producer behind like Rubio, uh, behind Gianluca's last album. Uh, I mean, I should say brand new album, really, because it came out in October. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, and he's done like the last two Kalimuta EPs. So, I mean, Pablo Stipisic is also like a, a producer that, you know, we need to be uh, watching out for. Um, I want to transition to uh, another track that I, that I uh, these are all tracks that I've actually, the, this, these first couple of tracks are all tracks that I've written up. Um, uh, we're going to listen to a song by Trillones. This is his latest single. It's called Bien Librado. Um, and it was, it made me really, really excited because uh, it's Tecnobanda. And uh, for the listener at home that might not know what Tecnobanda is, I highly encourage uh, you find uh, Marcelo, Marcelo Baez's uh, video series that he did on Tecnobanda. But it's basically like traditional Mexican banda music, you know, with like the whole brass section, uh, given an electronic, um, just a dash of electronic stuff. So like synths or like drum machines. Uh, it was a genre that like blew up in the 90s and it's still very popular today. So if you think of someone like, like you know, Los Tucanes de Tijuana, you know, or like Banda Machos, like, you know, that's more on the techno one. It's like, you know, Pasito Perron, La Chona. Like it's very like danceable. It's fast. Um, and so Listeners at home, co-hosts at home don't know what you're talking about. Uh, ah! I, have, I have not heard of techno banda, but... Oh, really? Yeah, no, but I was listening to this and I, I was like, that is interesting. What kind of a beat is this? And like, now I get it. There's like, it's like got that polka thing going on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And he did it all with synthesizers like, and drum machines. I was like, what is this? Is it tree ball? What's going, what's he doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, actually, he actually did a tribal song uh, earlier this year. I'm saving that one for like my end of year recap. Um, but 
Um, yeah, this one, for example, like the tuba, which is such an emblematic part of banda, um, he, he did it by taking the base of his synth and like putting it all the way up to like 11, you know, like just like he saturated it, made it the fattest pu fucking possible base. Um, and so like it, that really sort of takes charge. And the other thing that I think is really interesting about this song is that it kind of, um, incorporates itself into this wave, uh, where we've been seeing like regional Mexican music kind of like entering um a different facet so for example like in in mainstreaming even um like for example like um you know earlier this year debit for example did a uh, uh an ep completely inspired by tribal guarachero um you know um last month we saw a bad bunny jump on a natanael cano um uh track so like it's like doing a narco corrido but it's bad bunny so it's like you know um and the thing is yeah, like which is uh, really it's really interesting because i think this is happening also at the time that the mainstream is waking up to like regional mexican music mm -hmm. you know like um like particularly uh norteño um it's like they're people are realizing like how big um you know, some of these artists are, how significant the music is. Like, obviously, the music industry is waking up to it and starting to recognize it more because of the numbers. Yes. But, well, you and, know, and that's, the underground is going to appreciate what it's really about. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, like, they're filling stadiums. I mean, these regional mu like, musicians are, like, filling stadiums. And Kat, Kat Donahue actually wrote a really, really great piece about this for Ramezcla because uh, she profiled um, La Plebada, which is fantasy and, um, and this producer, Cozy Cuz. Um, and they're from Sinaloa, like where, you know, Banda is from. They're from, uh, I believe, Los Mochis. And they're making, but they're making trap corridos, which is like also like, for example, like what like someone like Natanael Cano is doing, um, you know, uh, Rancho Milde in Chihuahua. You know, it's like this, this is, this is a big, mo uh, a big movement happening right now. Um, and, and again, Norteño is having, is, is, um, is exploding in different facets. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about it uh, a little later when with a different with a different artist that I'm excited to to talk about. But um, yeah, I mean, this is you know regional Mexican music. Um, I guess has been always relegated to the sidelines as sort of like your dad or your uncles or your grandpa's music. You know, like it's I guess a little bit. Like, you know, I guess for like the hipsters or the highbrow crowd, you know, it's it's yeah. sidelined. Well, but it, this shit is swaggy. This it is. This it is. This shit is some swaggy stuff, you know. I think so people are like. I think that yeah, people are starting to recognize that like a lot of these songs, like they are pretty gangster. Like yes. I was getting into El Fantasma, and I'm like, this is just gangster rap. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was talking to Kat about that to Kat Donahue, and she was talking about like, you know, she's like, it's not that different from rap, you know. And she's like, you know, they're talking about women, they're talking about money, they're talking about swag, they're talking about their trucks, you know. And she's like, and guess what? Tupac and Chalino Sanchez were friends, and I was like, what? You know. What? Um, yeah. So you know, uh, th there's definitely a lot to be explored here. I think we're we're gonna see uh, into 2020. We're gonna see um, a mainstreaming of. Uh, of Mexican regional music and like Urbano seems very interested in collaborating. I've heard that Osuna also has uh, a collab in the works with another me me regional Mexican artist. So um, anyway, but let's go back to Trillones. Again, we're going to listen to this song now. Um, again, the song is called Bien Librado. This is by Trillones uh, and we'll be right back with more new music. No soy otro llamando 
canción Arre, si así quieres le damos Todo lo que tires, te regresamos Dicen que se arma con cinco horas Dicen que vengas que le caigas para acá Dicen que se arma con cinco horas Dicen que vengas que le caigas para acá Que te la rifas, 
So, Richard, you and me are both well familiar with this song because you wrote it up. Correct. And <laughs> it is, um, you know, one of my selections, but we can kind of share this. Um, one thing about, like, my selections, which is interesting because you've been in Mexico and I'm still here in New York. So, you know, I brought most of my selections are from north of the border and most most of yours are from south of the border. Um, Correct. But this song is at least, um, you know, this is by Neon Indian that we just heard. The song is called Toyota Man. And it's like at least uh, psychologically located at the border. Correct. Um, yes. And he's uh, he's talking, he's he's singing in Spanish for maybe the first time. He was like one of the, was and is one of the first like major proponents of the chill wave music in indie here in the U.S. And um, but has, you know as we as we both know has evolved incredibly and this is a new chapter with a really interesting that he's opened with a really interesting music video yeah i think i mean i i thought it was great uh, you know uh, there was something about like he was writing this song and you know how he like just couldn't help but make it a, a kind of a political statement because you know it's basically his family's immigration story you know um and i i don't know i it's thought it's almost it was sort really, of a corrido in a way i i thought well i don't know i well, but some, actually that that wouldn't be a terrible um uh, comparison because I was I was talking to I like shared my article about it and a friend recently pointed out that Annie uh, from his last album um, is kind of a cumbia and the thing is like you you know he layers all these sort of like weird melting you know synths it, it, it has such a psych vibe that it totally you know distracts you from the fact that he's that he's using like traditional Latin rhythms like like cumbia or as you said here wow. like this could be a, this could very easily be a corrido. So that's, um, I'm like and, the I'm like the the usually the first person who's going to pick up on something hidden like that, but he really does like he really does layer things. Exactly, he hides it well, which is but but it, I guess it's like it's I I appreciate you know someone who can like bring their roots to the table without being like see roots roots look at all the root stuff I'm doing woo I'm like and you know it's just like um, I there was um, Marcos Hassan recently actually on Twitter also friend of the show. Uh, and and fellow uh, writer, um, he's been bringing he's been making the argument a lot recently about like how a lot of musicians are like, you know, it's it's very popular right now to make political music without actually, you know, doing anything. <laughs> like you know, you're using politics, you're using a social uh, moment, a social concern to promote your music and your art and your brand without ever actually like you know going out into like the field or organizing anything or you know, you know 
I, I totally hear what you're saying. I think, though, that when artists do that and then, you know, I get a press release where it's like, so-and-so did a female empowerment song. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I hate the phrase female empowerment so much. Yep. Um, but those songs are usually bad and they have a way of falling flat and sinking into oblivion. And so I don't think it's a really big problem in that sense. Mm. Um, but this song, no, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. It's, it's obviously not that it's, it's spiky. It's weird. It's, um, yes. very different from neon Indian, which is usually more chill. Well, I, I, I also, it sounds like the, he's lost his chill. The other thing that I loved about it is that it, there's such a great sense of humor in this song. Like for example, like he uses the melody, um, of La Cucaracha. Um, he makes references to Selena um, and he kind of like he's kind of poking a little fun of like at being at, at like the Chicano experience, but he's also poking fun of like being on the border. Like he, it's it. There's a sense of humor here. It's a very cheeky song with a, very, a with a real, yeah, with a real message. I mean, like you know, there's that like little interlude that he does with this fucking um, Uncle Sam puppet. He's like, you know, like oh, like the 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 great way to secure cheap labor is that you know, like you don't give them any benefits, and then like a cop jumps in. And he's like, and then they can't unionize. And it's like now you got it. You know, it, it again, like it's it. There's a dark sense of humor here, but it like it's also saying something. And so yeah, I I I, I love this song. This song is great. This is definitely one of my top songs of the year for sure. It blew sure. my mind when I heard it. His mind, um, amazing. <laughs> Um, well, uh, so up next we have a, another one of your songs, Bev. This is by yes. uh, Princess Nokia. Princess Nokia has been killing it this year. Um, has she? In many, I think so. I think she's come <laughs> out with some great tracks that have. She hasn't put out a whole album, but she's like come out with some great tracks that like, I don't know, just like are really like sort of continuing her narrative. Um, and I I heard Balenciaga, and I was just like. Oh my goodness, um, because it's basically Thrift Shop, which is a song that like, I it's kind of a guilty pleasure song for me because you know how much I love thrift shopping sure. and this and, and like looking amazing for as cheap as possible. Um, yes. And mood. Sh- and uh, so she finally, so like, but like it's Macklemore thrift shop, you know? And so I kind of, it's a guilty pleasure. But this is like an anthem for people who thrift shop and like mix the high and the low and look like a million bucks without like spending a million bucks. And so, you know, she's here for us. I love her. She's always she's always there for the weird weird girls. Yeah, there's definitely a, a also like a very retro '90s vibe. I mean, it's it's I don't want to say that it's a minimal track, but it's definitely low key. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, again, like I, 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 even remarked, uh, when, before we started recording that like a lot of the songs that you brought in today were kind of chill. Um, I guess, which I guess has to do with your work, but like it, it, yeah, which it, like we can be, we can be honest about that. I'm, I'm working in music programming for a streaming service. So I'm very plugged in lately to like what the kids are listening to. Um, oh, we, and... we talked about this on the last time. The yeah, last time we, we have. It's just when I said, like, we can't talk about everything. I mean, there's like certain things that like we try to be. Oh, totes. Um, yeah, there's like some things we can't say, but um, we got to be that, discreet. Like, I, I shouldn't say um, about my job, but. Um, yeah, we're, we're being time, discreet, but but yeah, there's, it's chill. Yeah, but like one thing I, I can definitely say is that like, you know, I'm listening to a lot of things that are like, I'm like 
even I was extremely online before I'm even more extremely online and like really like getting into like things that you know are really big on the internet and internet kids they they like their chill beats to read and study to um and I've been thinking about it a lot and like you know what's going on there and i i like it i think that like um really chill like confessional music like this like mm-hmm. you know this indie synthy stuff or like you know bedroom pop like some of like what we're gonna um hear a little bit later is like um it's very intimate and you know when you're listening to music online a lot of times you're listening on your headphones on your phone you know it's private. You're not usually blasting it on your speakers and like music right. um, like that. Let's feels like a really like intimate, direct, enveloping experience with like, you know, it's almost like a friend confessing something to you. People mm-hmm. enjoy that when on through this medium, you know, and I think that's why a lot of music online is like this. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, uh, I'm not, I, you know, like again, you know, I've, I've definitely sort of come for the girls, um, in the past because like I'm bored. I, I find this boring. It doesn't necessarily speak to me, uh, but it does speak to a very, very large audience. Obviously, I mean, they have the numbers to back it up, you know, um, and and there is there is a need for, you know, to feel listened uh, to, I guess, or or to to have your emotions echoed back to you this is definitely a generation that is uh disproportionately sad i would say uh or at least in terms of externalizing those feelings um and so like that you know it makes sense that a lot of the art of the day is reflecting that um that sort of sadness a little bit of despair sure driven by like economic or or social or political anxieties but you know um again ultimately i still am bored um it's still not it's not necessarily music that speaks to me uh, you know i kind of made a kerfuffle uh, yesterday on 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 facebook because i was just like oh thank god the fucking girl ultra album is out so i don't fucking have to hear about it anymore you know because like i'm bored it's snoozy and like people were i guess they she you know she has a lot of hype in mexico so a lot of people were like shook that i you know very openly put that on my facebook and i was like girl it, it you know it doesn't speak to me i was like i didn't realize like not being a fan of the hype would, you know, would be such a scandalous thing, but it is what it is, you know, like, I, I understand that, like, this music speaks to people uh, right now, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, the, you know, people are getting what they want and what they need. I mean, I, I have plenty yeah, no, of, uh, I, I do kind of, of other it's, stuff. it's tough. I have to kind of accept um, more than ever that, like, when it comes to some things that I like, I'm going to be way outvoted. People like boring pop music. That's the way it is. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's fine. Um, but all Princess right. Nokia is still pretty fun. So let's hear some more songs that we agree are not that boring. Yes. Okay. So this is uh, Princess Nokia. The song is Balenciaga. And uh, we'll be right back with more songs. Sketches looking like Balenciaga. Thrift clothes looking like the Prada. Whole fit lit. It cost me nada. Bitches always talking. I give them all nada. I'm so fly. I don't even try. I get so high. I can't touch the sky. Dress for myself. I don't dress for a hype. I just for myself. You dress for the lives. Looking like a milli, but I only cost 20. Smoking big gas and then it smell funny. Ain't a fucking thing that no one could tell me. I drop the fits and I drop the hits. Pull the alarm as soon as it's lit. Bitches be pressed, I make bitches sick Bitches be 
mad, I blow them a kiss Trip everywhere on account of the clothes I'm going dumb, switch up on my flow I be right up when I'm down ten toes Always make a lot of money selling out my shows Anime lit and I'm blessed with the drip Baby biohazard to slime, go real quick Money or not and it look like a sis I smoke them big choppers, go get me a zip Sketches looking like Balenciaga Thrift clothes looking like the Prada Whole fit lit, it cost me nada Bitches always talking, I give them all nada I'm so fly, I don't even try I get so high, I can't touch the sky Dress for myself, I don't dress for hype I dress for myself, you dress for the lies I take a sip, sip apple juice I know I'm fly, I know I'm cute Bitches cloud chasing, they act hella rude My priorities straight, I don't know about you Is that Vermont, Yves Saint Laurent? Is it off-white or calm, the garçon? My imagination, I do what I want If I look broke, cause I don't give a fuck Is that Chanel or basic as hell? Is that retail or is that resale? I look so fly, you can't even tell They all spending money, I just get it free, yeah Sketches looking like Balenciaga Thrift clothes looking like the Prada Whole fit lit, it cost me nada Bitches always talking, I give them all nada I'm so fly, I don't even try I get so high, I can't touch the sky I don't dress for a hype I dress for myself, you dress for the lies
this is a song that easily either one of us could have brought. Um, yes. But you brought this, so let's let's hear about it. Well, this is, uh, I mean, I don't, uh, I, I, I didn't write this one up. Ah, uh, but I was very excited when this happened, when this came out. There's... Um, this is the new Buscaboya, or at least the, the most recent Buscaboya. Um, it's a couple of months old at this point. It's called Vamono. Um, and I, I loved it. I, I was like, what a way to come back. Like, they really roared back. Um, I, again, Buscabulla is one of those bands that, like, I've criticized because we've basically known them for, like, 10 years now. And, like, they have, like, not even 10 songs. So it's just like, okay. Yes, like they they have an album finally in the works. That's one of the main reasons they moved back to Puerto Rico, aside nice. from like you know obviously raising their daughter, um, and like just trying to like give back to like their island, um, but also like you know they've been working on new music, and so this was the first taste, and it, it was uh, Vamono was accompanied by an incredible video, um, just like majestically shot, and like and they're all wearing these sort of like traditional carnival costumes and. It's just, it is just spectacular. And it's the most Baidoa thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Cause like Baidoa is just in it looking like a fucking Avenger. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just really a great song. It's just really a great song. Uh, it made an appropriate splash when it came back. It was, it was when they, when it came out, it was um, highlighted across like every fucking major music blog. So that was really cool. Well, you know, and um, that's one thing like you can criticize Busca Boya for like not, like putting out a lot of music but i will defend them and say that one there's not a lot of filler then and also uh you know they keep people wanting more like you know it may be because they're you know grown-ups and parents and doing the hustle in new york and like you know all kinds of things like that although you know or they were at one point but also because that's that's just so it's okay. So it may be because of that, but the reason, but like the effect of that is that, you know, they, they maintain this air of mystery, even though somehow we all know that they're just like folks who are busy. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And, and I was talking about this with clubs because clubs were very much doing the same thing. They've been around since for fucking ever. And they had like no music out until they finally released their album uh, last year, late last year in like October. Um, and, and I was talking about them and uh, talking to them and they were like, yeah, people started to forget about us. And they were really worried about that because both Coco and Orlando had just, just became fathers. Um, so like, they're like, we have kids now. We can't really afford for people to like, you know, let go of the hype just yet, you know? Um, and that, and that's, that's that like, there's a, there's a keep them wanting more thing. But there's also a damn, like whatever happened to them kind of thing. And so like, you know, it's very, it acts like, you it acts have like, to like, I think it's like, depending on how good you are and like how much people actually love you. Yeah. Um, you know, like for some reason, uh, Busca Boya is one of those groups where it's like they could be gone for 10 years and they come back with a new Busca Boya track and people will be like, yes, I think like the, uh, yeah. the love for Busca Boya will only grow stronger. But it's also like Absolutely. it depends on the quality of the music that you release when you make your comeback and like how well you did that. And like this is great. It's oh, like absolutely. their most like it's like their most dance pop song ever. And I really hope this is a new direction because like um, so far they're really good at this, like more dancey sound. And mm -hmm. they've already like done um, the more like dreamy pop thing to perfection. And so I'm ready for something different from them.
Yeah, it's epic. It's hella majestic. I mean, and like, and and you know, I, I you know, as I said, like uh, uh, clubs and and Buscawaya kind of teeter on the line of like not enough output. I mean, it, you know, I don't know that the 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 better alternative is like the Bad Bunny J Balvin strategy of like having a new track out every fucking week. It's just like Jesus Christ, let us breathe, man. Um, so, but anyway, I think and, I'm and really in that case, you know, you, as you see, when you put out a lot of music, it will inevitably be of varying quality. Yeah, oof, absolutely. Um, I'm going to see ba- G Balvin perform today, so and can't say that I'm super excited. But, you know, I'll have a good time. I'm um, super jealous, so... <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be a kiki. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going actually to Kat, with Cat Donahue to Flowfest, and we're going to see uh, just a, an incredible cavalcade of, of talent. Uh, J Balvin, De La Ghetto, Ivy Queen, Evie Queen, um, uh, Sech, the, uh, Miss Nina, Setangana... Uh, it's just going to be outrageous. Uh, Anuel. Uh, it's Osuna. This is like Osuna. you're about to be at the center of the musical universe tonight. Setch, this was Girl. his year. Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah. It, I, I mean. And you don't you even know, fucking care. I hate you. I really don't. And that's part of why Kat like is inv- invited me. She's like, you know, it's going to be a, we're going to have a scream. Basically, we're just we're going to eat an edible and then we're going to show up and we're just sort of like going to sway all night. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I hate and love you both, but I'm so jealous. <laughs> um, you know, I've never mess. met her in real life. Um, she like I already told her I was like, I think Bev might come to Mexico at some point. So, like, you know, we're going to have like an entire whole ass Kiki. Um, I yeah, I have to figure out a way to do that, which like in the new year may entirely be possible. So I hope and... I have a lot of things I need to straighten out. But hopefully, twenty twenty in Mexico City someday soon. We're but putting anyway, it onto the where we're we're manifesting. We're manifesting. We are manifesting. Maybe you manifested it. Maybe it's white privilege. Ah, um, gag. Okay. Um, that's my right, motto well, lately. Um, well. Let's move on to some more music be- before, like, I have a conniption. Um, uh, we're going to listen to a, a track by Gianluca. Um, I, first of all, I love Gianluca. I'm obsessed. Um, his latest album, Ying Yang, is phenomenal. I'm um, really not familiar with this guy. What's his story? We've played him on the show before. Um, I, I feel like a few, when I was in New York, I played his song Flotando. Okay, uh, I just forget like a, like him because a, honestly, like some of like the synth pop that you play is boring and forgettable to me. Fair, uh, fair, very fair. That's why I, think, I, I don't make any assumptions that like my tastes are the best tastes. I, you know, I just hold different ones. Uh, but he's not synth pop, and he's more on the he's trap. He's oh he's right, trap with, right. He's a he is kind. He, yeah, this this was the trap reggaeton song. Okay. Yes. Maybe yes. we can skip this um, part or keep it in, depending. <laughs> Um, no i think it's fine i i mean you reading me for filth is always acceptable um but <laughs> but no i loved his new album i loved this is an again that i mentioned pablo stipisich um during kalimutsa's uh, song hayako hayako but uh, but he's the the producer behind um uh, gianluca's new album uh, uh, uh yin yang um he also worked with his longtime collaborator tito kush um who's also a producer um, an instrumentalist, but it's really cool because it, it the album itself does play out like a yin yang sort of thing. That's that's how he conceptualized it. Like the 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 song the album sort of starts with like a darker mood, uh, more in more heavily into trap. Uh, so he has had singles like Sismo or Desapegarme, which are like just very straightforward trap. But like again, like with a little element, he's weird. He's a very unusual trap artist, which is what part of what makes him very exciting. I did um, like this the, song. 
And then the second half of the album is much more pop. So he has a song with Javier Amena that's like really clubby. He has that song Flotando, which is like a very, um, very enjoyable reggaeton. Uh, this song, Habitat, that we're going to listen to is more, um, it starts trap and then it ends in, in gospel. Um, and so I was like, oops, Kanye West is shaking. Um, but you know, like I'd love this. Um, I'd love this album. This is definitely, again, one of my top albums of the year. Um, a, we're already in November. We're going to be doing, I think you and I are going to do a, a, a decade recap. Um, I hope oh, so. by the way, shut by the way, shout out to Clue Phonograma who've done an incredible best of the decade uh series if you guys haven't noticed yet like they are doing like essays i actually wrote uh an essay for glue phonograma which fucking and dream life come has true. come full circle no i need full to go back and read circle. those because i'm so excited about this but like i've been so busy um, they're good the I'm best so one that but... i'm catching up with some of my best friends by doing a podcast with them because this is my life now apparently ah um, um can, by the okay, way as my long favorite, as we're talking about this fi- stuff how about shout out to like us being friends for like about half a decade well yes I, I i mean i know like i recently started to get like the 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 notifications and i was like oh my god like i like recently like hit my five-year writer anniversary and i was like oh crap um Aww. yeah and i was like well, that means that that's just about as long as i've known you so like because like I, when you and I met at Norma, like I'd written maybe two very, very short stories for fucking Remezcla. Um, so yeah, oof, time flies when you're um. It's been when you're an amazing. Drunk. It's been amazing five years. Here's to at least five more. Too many more. All right. Well, let's transition into some Gianluca. Um, again, the song is called Habitat. We're gonna listen to that while we cry in the background, and we'll be right back with more new music. Esto tiene algo de magia, lo siento En mi habitat, fumar, ahora canto la 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 La, 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 la verdad no puedo hacer más Solo trabajar más duro que cualquiera Desde dentro quiero cambiar el afuera yeah, yeah. Aprendió a no tomarme tan en serio oh, Temo diluirme como estrella en el cielo Escúchate a ti mismo y lo repito pa' que no se me olvide Yeah, yeah, yeah Escúchate a ti mismo y lo repito pa' que no se me olvide Yeah, yeah Que más rápido que todo lo que me define Me siento en mi habitat Fumar, ahora canto la 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 La, 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 el mundo Lo gira en torno a mí Quiero en torno a mí, no. 
casa, vámonos nada, 33 y las puertas se están saliendo, estoy contento, ya no siento las piernas, voy a gritar, hay luz y oscuridad, todo puede cambiar, todo vuelve a empezar. cantando, la gente preguntando, cosas de mi vida, espero que te lo siga. Show you what a real hyphy bitch about You're so sweet, just like that You said, will I visit? I said, maybe not Hard to leave Frisco, but maybe I'll try See, little daddy, just one more time I got a weekend off and I flew to LA Met up a dude who was really hella great Nice and brown and tall like me Played the drums like a motherfucking G It was only two days, but I think I really miss him Thinking about how we fucked in his kitchen I wanna go see him, I wanna go back Get in his kitchen and fix me a Mi vida ven pa' acá un momentito Quiero robarte un besito Con amor y dulzura Quieres probar mi agua Puerto Rico, allá conocí un papi super rico Employed by FEMA to aid in reconstruction We drink gasolina till I could barely function Then old boy started talking about our wedding I said, are you joking? You must be fucking kidding I'm here for vacation, I'm here for a week And I'm never getting married, what the fuck did you think? Nos queda nomás una noche Pase lo que sea sin reproches Usándote como eres mía Tú y yo en la noche fría Nos queda nomás una noche Pase lo que sea sin reproches Usándote como eres mía Tú y yo en la noche fría Okay, so um, I love the video for this song. We just heard uh, La Doña, Lelo Lai, and hey. I I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Because it's so gangster and <laughs> very Northern California and very tough. And I think she's kind of finding her voice. Like, I I really see a lot in this artist and I see, like, a future for her. And... Um, she's like developing really fast because like you know i'd like i think you were kind of on the fence about her first songs and mm -hmm. i was like no let's keep listening and like this is the song i was waiting for like this is the beginning of something of... we're like really different unique 
of everything that I've heard, this is definitely the one that's that 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 is my favorite for sure. Um, it's I actually wrote this up for, I wrote it up for Remezcla for Songs of the Week. Um, and like I I had I I didn't pitch it like it was given to me, and I was like, oh, this is great, because um, I I really like the way that she mixes all these elements. I mean, that's kind of been her her trademark, I guess, since she hit the scene, right? It's just like sort of like mixing urbano sounds with more like traditional ones. Um, and and yeah, I mean, she does it very, very well. There's something in the Lelolai um, uh, uh, chorus that feels more like a spiritual chant. Um, I, I, I dig her. I dig her. She's definitely, she's one of the, she's one of the, surprisingly one of the few sort of like Latinx uh, breakout stars from the Bay Area in, in recent years. Like I, well, I feel a like... A lot of the music from around there can be a little like rough. I think that like just... Uh, San Francisco can have like such um, a culture that's either like very hippie-ish or mm-hmm. um, or very punk. Yeah, and it will. So it's like I think like being polished and like super ambitious and making music for people to like try to break out of San Francisco is not what people are always doing. I think people often are making yes. music in San Francisco or the Bay Area for their community and agreed yes which is great and so but not all of the music breaks out because of that because they're speaking to a small community and that's the purpose yeah i mean because they're not you know i'm not trying to like say that there's no talent for example in 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 san fran i mean like there's definitely like a lot of like latinx music happening there i mean i remember uh, a while back uh isabelia uh, herrera when we when we interviewed her she brought in a song by las sucias uh, who are based in 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 san francisco and i um, love and- that but they are super punk yeah, exactly. And there is also like another uh, reggaeton crew out there that they, they DJ. I forget their name. But so there is there is there are things happening. But as you said, again, like I do think that they're spe- making that music more for their community instead of trying to like export it. Um, Which, honestly, I, do, I, do... I think like that's what music's for. I feel like people worry too much about like careers and numbers and everything now. And like there's all these articles about like what's happening in the music industry and what's happening with streaming. And it's like, of course, people want to make a living being musicians. But it's important to remember that like you can make music and it can be just for you. Like, yeah, it doesn't like music doesn't always have to be a commodity. Well, I think we'll be hearing a lot more of La Doña to be perfectly honest, because when I, when Doris Munoz uh, was here in Mexico city, uh, we were talking about it and she was thinking to, uh, about starting to like work more directly with La Doña. So I think this, uh, you know, Mija, Mija management will be, will be taking her under her wing. Uh, Just like it's all over. Or it's just exactly. beginning, depending on how you well, wanted to put it. Ah, well, I mean, she's not going to start smoking meth like the other her other client. But We're not uh, there is another hey. there is another client of her, of Miha Management that we actually have up next, and it's August Eve. And um, you know, I'm I, I I really I'm intrigued by her. I don't know that I love this song, but I love her journey. I. I I would expect you to like really dislike her music because it is kind of like sleepy, but I think that she's interesting because, you know, as we've both talked about, there are really, there are elements and I hate to just sound like I don't know what I'm talking about when I'm just like, yeah, "Yeah, there's like vaguely Latin things going on in her music, but like (laughs) it is just so subtle that you can't place it exactly. She's bringing different kinds of like um, almost bolero like or like very nostalgic yes. balladry and but in this way that's like elusive 
Well, the first time you brought her in, I I, I was talking about how she gave me um, like Lana Del Rey vibes, and and this is uh, this is giving me more of a Caliucci's vibe now. Um, uh, actually, Amber Luc- Amber Lucid is the one that's really giving me uh, Caliucci's vibes. But like, I I I like it. I I think there's a progression here. I see an artistic progression. I see uh, a voice that's evolving. I see. Uh, again, an artist that is, you know, that makes sense within her time, um, but it doesn't really sound like anyone else. Like she seems almost stubbornly clinging to like, um, like having that Latin sound in there, even though it's being marketed uh, not just to Latinx kids. Um, I like her. I, I do like her. I, 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 you know, despite my best efforts to not be a fan of this, I really do like her. <laughs> well, I think um, it's just that, like, it's quality. It's like, and it's, in, and you're, it you're is. And it, there is Agreed. progress. Like, she's just released this EP and it is sophisticated. It is polished. Um, and it's also distributed by Mad Decent, which is interesting. Hey. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and listen to that now. Again, uh, this is August Eve. The track is Ashes. Uh, she also has a brand new EP called uh, Ashes in the Vase, I think is what it's called. Yep. Um, it's, it's brand new. Um, so go ahead and listen to that, and we'll be right back with more new music.
estar conmigo si mejor me voy Tus besos dicen que tú sí me quieres pero tus palabras no Estás cansándose concreta, por favor Y en la noche que las estrellas salen Yo pienso en ti, mi amor Que me hiciste de mi cabeza, no sales Y no lo digo por mamón Si me dices para ti que soy en hacerte tan feliz Eres especial para mí Dime por qué me haces sufrir Yo te olvidaré desde las fuentes de Ortiz Soy inseguro cuando dices que me quieres Porque creo que no Como bebé caigo pero si redondito en tu trampa Si tú me quieres, por favor Y he sufrido y me he empedado Tanto por tu amor Y en la noche que las estrellas salen Yo pienso en ti, mi amor No sales y no lo digo por mamón Si me dices para ti que soy No dudaré en hacerte tan feliz Eres especial para mí Dime por qué me haces sufrir Yo te olvidaré desde las fuentes de Ortiz Okay, so Ed Maverick. Let's talk about Ed Maverick. Um, we, are, we are really overdue on this one. <laughs> he is an incident. <laughs> Fair, yes. Um, I I love him. I, I, I really, I, I, you know, again. Really? I, because it's like sleepy, sweet, bedroom pop. But also definitely a really gifted musician and songwriter. Yes. So Ed Maverick is really is again, as I said, we are really, really overdue on this one. Um, I actually have a have the great regret that when I went to Chihuahua, um, my I, I stayed with my good friend Mahio Mahiabus, um, and he was like, "Oh, you should you should interview this kid Ed for for Songmas. He's doing really good." And I was like, uh, "I don't know who he is. Whatever." Um, and then you know, I missed out kind of a, on a major scoop here. Um, now he's but playing Vive Latino and. 
Like his videos oh, have millions of views on YouTube and Yes. I hear there's even like this backlash against him. Like people are oh, like, yeah. "Oh god, Ed Maverick, we're sick of hearing about him." I mean, the, it, it's crazy because I know this kid. Uh, we're friendly. I wouldn't say that we're, like, besties or anything, but, but like, I know him. Um, he's part of that Erich Mendoza, Dromedarios Magico sort of circle of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, his his song, which is the one that we just heard, which is Fuentes de Ortiz, um, it's not new by any means. This came out last year. Um, I could have played something new, but I wanted to play something recognizable. I want, like, this, li- like, literally, I will wake up in my like little studio apartment and the bar next door um you know i I live on the fourth floor basically and the bar next door on the first floor they'll be like doing prep work for the morning and like it it will almost every day wake me up with fuentes de ortiz um because this is a huge 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 song in mexico like i'll be in the uber this song is playing i'll be walking through like you know the neighborhood i'll hear it playing from a window um this kid is huge um he's 18 years old um, he is from Chihuahua. He's from the town of Delicias. Um, and, you know, he is part of this, like, folk wave that has sort of blown up in the north. I'm currently developing a story. I can't really say too much about it. Um, but there's basically this whole wave of folk teens. We actually, I think you and I t- spoke about this. Like, um, was it te- uh, mall folk that you called it? You called it mall folk. Um, was I wrong? Because No, not at all. Um, because it's these teenagers that are playing in like record stores or in malls or wherever in bowling alleys. And like, then like a thousand people show up and it's like, what the fuck they were playing in high schools. And that's really, uh, that's kind of been like a major hallmark of this scene that includes, uh, Ed Maverick, uh, Dromedarios Magicos, Brati, Senor Trigger, Kevin Carl, uh, Rotten Daisies. It's all these like kids who are all like 23 and under, um, and they just like start playing at high schools and then they blow up. Um, specifically with some of these folk kids, they're really sad. So like Dromedarios Magicos, um, Ed Maverick, Dreams, uh, their music is very, not quite nostalgic, but it's definitely sort of melancholy. Um, like literally Ed Maverick's debut uh, EP or album, it was called like Mix for Crying in Your Room. <laughs> and it's like, okay, kid. Um, you know, I have um, a theory about why this is like please it's it's a to me i think it's like a form of teenage rebellion because like there's no room for emotions in our society right now like there's there's no credibility given to feelings like we're talking about this more but it's in like an underground way in like Mm -hmm. our actual society like you have to smile all the fucking time you no one's so stupid that when someone asks them how they are they say anything other than fine like our like actual mainstream society is just so emotionless, so focused on the bottom line that it's become inhuman and kids are rebelling by just being like, no, I'm going to be sad. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 there's an emotional sincerity uh, that is, that is very much um, of the times. I, again, I, I also like sometimes wonder how much it's being played up for social media audiences, you know? Um, I mean, there is some of that. But- and like some of this is kind of manufactured, like, Ed Maverick has lots of label support, but I think it's that these labels are pretty smart to jump on, like, these very confessional pop artists, like, Clyro, Cuco, like, it's not fake that people lose their shit over artists like this. Um, Rex Orange County, like, the fandom is real, but... um, the, the, the push, like, the with the music industry getting behind it, 
kind of adds a little something. Well, I would also say that the, the there's a big difference between Ed Maverick and like say like contemporaries like Claro or Los Los Retros uh, or even someone like Dromedarios Magicos um, who write traditional songs in a way where Ed Maverick does not. Uh, he writes in a very um, colloquial way. Um, it's uh, you know downright vulgar. Uh, really, like he'll be like, "Let's get a caguama," you know, like he he he. Speaks... What's a caguama? Oh, it's like a thirty-two ounce beer. Oh, <laughs> it's like a it's a really big beer. But it's like um his he has a new song that he's like you know like all you want to do is fuck, but like that's not what I'm about, you know like but so but it's he's like very, it's raw, but it's also like really sweet. It's raw. It's very direct. It's not necessarily poetic. Um, he writes like he talks, which is something that sp- speaks to me because, like, when I got you know started in the writing game, I used to write how I talked. Um, but and now, you know, like, the professional world of edit- editing has ruined you. And it really has. Ah, gag. Um, although I, I, I well. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more maybe in the next section, but you know, like I, 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 you know, Richard still comes through every so often, but no, I mean, I really like, again, like I think, uh, this movement is really interesting. Uh, I think it's, there's something that's very regional about it. Like again, like Brati is from Sinaloa, um, uh, uh, Dromedarios Magicos, uh, uh, Ed Maverick, uh, Kevin Carl Susol are all from Chihuahua. Uh, Juan Cirerol is really where this all stems from and he's from Mexicali. Of course. Yeah. yeah, he's the OG. So, like, the way that this the sort Godfather. of story, un- the way that this unfolds is that Juan Cirerol sparked um, this sort of, like, Mexican folk revival. Um, and then, obviously, he's become an incredibly maligned figure, which, well, girl, you know, that's your fault. But, you know, but then after Juan Cirerol came Dromedarios Magicos, and Dromedarios Magicos took that folk um, energy and made it into, like, this weepy, romantic thing. And from that is where, like, all these other kids come from. So, again, so you really where, like, think that um, Domedarios Magicos has been, like, the big influence? They, they all cite him. Wow. Uh, Ed Maverick says, like, he got into the game because of Juan Cirerol, uh, because of Juan Cirerol and Dromedarios Magicos. Um, wow. Dromedarios Magicos even plays in Ed Maverick's band now. I did not know um, that. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. his band is his band is crazy. Uh, it's it's uh, it's Dromedarios Magicos, and then uh, Andrew, um, who is the leader of Holbosch, a fantastic sort of like power pop band, um, and she's the one. She's also the guitarist in uh, Vaya Futuro. It, but yes, her she goes by Andrew. Um, you know, so like you know, the, like his band is stacked. <laughs> um, okay, well you can for, tell. Like he just recently released that live video, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so there are things that you can compare this movement to, um, but it is also unique and definitely its own thing, it sounds like you're saying. It's really cool. It's really special. There's definitely something here. Again, there's a regional context. I'm really trying to, like, write a good, proper story about this. Um, Okay, this I'm very excited to read. I think it'll be cool. And, like, I want to do some interviews and yada, yada, yada. Um, but let's uh, let's keep it moving. Um, another so so okay. So up next, we're gonna listen to. I would feel comfortable saying that both of these artists are R and B or at least R and B oriented. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Amber Lucid being like that. Um, I she's mean, this song, up. this song, the, her her song reminded me. Um, let, let, let's start with let's start with Amber Lucid then. Like uh, we we had say she, but like we'll do the, her second. So like t- talk to me about Amber Lucid because like I'm, I I hear I'm talking about. 
R&B, but you're saying she's not, and I'm getting R&B vibes and da 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 da. So, so I, what's, know, I just what's think she's tea? more pop, but like she may be moving in more of an R&B direction. Uh, this song gave me a strong Caliucci's vibe. Um, I could see I was, that. I hope that Ambar Lucid maintains her like her own her own voice and doesn't go too far into like sounding more like other people because I think that she does have her own voice in her, but she is very young. Yeah, it it just worried me when I heard that because I've heard stuff from her before, but this one really like down to the way that she sings uh, on the track, it sounded like Kalimuta, Kali, uh, like Kaliuchis. And of course, uh, yeah, it, you know I love Kaliuchis, but we already have Kaliuchis, so I want exactly. I want also Ambar Lucid. Well, right, but I mean, like I'm saying, like labels probably you know are like we can monetize on making more Kaliuchis, you know. <laughs> so um, God, please no, don't ah, stop. I mean, one is already one too many to be perfectly honest. No, but she's great. Just she's not. But, um, but okay. So okay. So tell me about the song. Tell me about Amburlusa. Tell me about the song. What are we? What are we feeling? Um, I don't know. I think that she's uh, Amber Lucid is. I don't know. Getting into like some more. This is a new a new wrinkle on her like very reflective songwriting and um yeah i think that she's getting she's getting more comfortable with uh you know this very like psychological um you know exploration that she does in her music and this is i think um you know just another step we have we're we're, we're got, we've got a lot of like young kind of like new artists here that like mm-hmm. or artists that are continuing to evolve I think that maybe that's the theme of uh, this this episode, the evolution of artists we like. And um, after we hear Amber Lucid, we're going to play um, a Taishi song, and we yeah. can definitely talk about evolution there. So let's, let's try that. Okay, so again, this is Amber Lucid. The song is Questioning My Mind, and we'll be right back with more new music.
disculpas No me arrepiento de nada Tú no sabes cuánto te falta Para llegar a ser un hombre No estás atento de nada Dime por qué lo sigo amando Esta tortura no para Yo no voy a llorar más por ti And so the second song, uh, as uh, Beverly uh, previewed, uh, is by Teishi. Uh, it's called Matando. Um, now, to, I, I know that the, she has a brand new album, um, and I think she just performed uh, in Brooklyn, uh, kind of like, uh, was it at Elsewhere, I think? Um, yeah, and I, I missed it. I don't know. I suck. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but tell me about tell me about Taishi, because like I again I I was not a huge fan of her the first time I heard her just because again like R and B a little sleepy a little slow. I mean, um, yeah, but like, I, so I've been hearing like, good stuff. This this was like yeah she did start out as being like kind of like ambient R and B and there was a and this and like years ago she's been around for years, um, 
she's Canadian and um, she's only recently started singing in Spanish. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like she's coming back with like a stronger, more individual voice. And I feel like, um, you know, singing some songs in Spanish, such as Matando, the one we just heard, is um, only part of that. And I'm super Mm -hmm. excited for what she's up to now. I mean, she's collaborating with Deb Hines, making cool videos. This is a moment. Get get hip to Taishi, folks. She's back. Yeah, I saw this and I was like, whoa, um, like I, I, I heard the track and I was like, OK, I really like this. I was like, OK, this sounds like a fully thought idea. Um, and it's again, it's interesting because like um, and by the time this comes out, like this will already have uh, happened. Uh, but Remezcla is going to be unveiling a series of uh, R&B portraits um, or like profiles, I should say, uh, with different Mexican artists. Um, and it's it, it's just very interesting because like and I, you know, I, I shit talked a little bit of girl ultra earlier but you know r&b is definitely having a huge moment in in latin america uh, specifically in mexico right now and i think it's very different depending on where you go um like brazil for example it makes perfect sense that there's a lot of soul in brazil like acts like lineker for example um because there's blackness there and overwhelmingly there isn't any blackness uh in R&B in Mexico. And so that often makes me feel a little bit like it's relying too much on like um, hype beast buzz and, you know, like very like Instagram other than like Jesse Baez, who's not even Mexican. He's Guatemalan and Dominican, um, you know, and honestly, he's the most boring one of the bunch to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, but like there's, there's something about this R&B, uh, this Latinx R&B revival that's happening. Uh, I think in the U S it makes, uh, well, U.S. Canada makes a lot more sense because Latin Latinx kids also grow up with black kids, you know, uh, in a way that in Latin America that isn't necessarily. Well, and that also like R and B, I think, is common. increasingly mainstream in the U.S. Yeah, true. I, I mean, that, it always like, ha- it has I mean, been since like the '90s, at least. I mean, it has been, but like even then, it was like you know, it was not pop. And like, I think the distinction between like I think the importance of R and B as a genre, like people are appreciating more and more, you know. It's always like had its like um you know it's always had like a huge fan base but mm-hmm. I think like it's one of those things that's becoming like more and more mainstream. Yeah. I I just I just question a lot of it happening for example like outside of the US uh because mo- like a lot of it has to do because like the 90s are really in vogue right now for like fashion and music sounds so it's like okay. Um I you know, see. So then- you feel like in Mexico it could just be a trend. But it's um, very it's what very do you think trendy. of the trend? I mean, I mean well, I, again, I think I think it lacks. Uh, there's a glaring lack of blackness in it. I think um, so. There's like an erasure there, and that's uncomfortable. Absolutely. Again, like the only one, the only reason, for example, someone like Jesse Baez um, blew up, um, and 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 I'm not the only one to to think this is because he was making R and B the way that gringos were making it, but in Spanish. Um, and and then now that like other people join the fucking charts, I mean, like he's he's doing other things like I mean, he's definitely working with better people. I mean, I definitely heard some tea about his songwriting a while back uh, that I'm mm. happy to share off mic. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I mean, it just I again, I generally speaking, I, R&B is not my genre. Again, as I said, like slower things like I can get a little bored here and there, um, but it's um, actually just too sophisticated for me. Okay, that's fair. Like honestly, R and B is actually for me. R and B is actually really um, like 
good like a good r&b song is like really musically complex and mm-hmm. i'm just too simple-minded and probably me too uh again i i mean i'm just more like i like my shit to be like high high uh, up tempo you know <laughs> like um but but yeah anyway like uh, the, obviously this has nothing to do with Taishi. it's more an opportunity to talk about like the 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 r&b trend in all in latin america because uh, in chile for example like some artists uh are doing it but they've also like uh, they're blending it in with like trap, which is also like what some a lot of people here in Mexico are doing. I re- uh, one of the the profile that I wrote up for the series of profiles is um, of Fer Casillas. I don't know if I've brought her onto the show before, um, but she like her stuff is more. Oh, like, I think you have. It's, yeah, it's almost more soul on the soul end. Um, and what I like about her is that like they she uses like she and her production team or whatever they um, they use like instruments um and so like there's like you know uh like synthesizers organs um there's brass there's like you know um like double bass you know like there's there's a jazzy influence there's a soulful influence there is still quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of an r&b influence but um yeah i don't know it's just i i i'm skeptical because a lot of the people making this r&b in mexico are hella white and you know um there is no and and uh, and and overwhelmingly it seems to be like oh like I loved you know Mariah Carey and Ashanti and I'm like okay but like you know there's more to it than that <laughs> um, I get I get a I guess like the credentials I'm a little skeptical skeptical on you know which know. is fair I think that um, maybe I'm just we hater. don't no I think we don't check people's credentials enough in music right. these days Oof. I'm like well I like what they're doing. Um, well, um, we are at the end of the show. We have one more song. Um, before we go, Bev, uh, anything that you're trying to promote? Uh, again, like you, you are working with a music streaming company. Uh, can people listen to your work? Is that something you would be interested in promoting at all? Um, not on this podcast, but I'm still writing. So follow me on Twitter oh. and watch for my next article. Hey, it's lit. Um, and well, and same here, uh, you know, Richard forever writing. Um, and uh, yes, obviously we have uh, all of our social medias where you can follow us. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Songmiss. Uh, you can send us an email directly at songmissmusic at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, listen to us, obviously, on your favorite podcasting pr- platform. Uh, that includes Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, and uh, probably more things. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, of course, if you want to like get, ha- give us your support, we, you can give us a five-star rating. Um, we also have an online store at songmess.thrillist.com where you can buy some beautiful songmess branded merch, uh, with our logo designed by the fabulous, uh, Chilean graphic designer, uh, Osvaldo Uribe. Um, and, uh, and obviously we have our bops playlist. If you guys would like, uh, you know, a, a, a source of fresh, uh, and constantly updated uh, new music. Um, we have one more song. Um, uh, this is by Exnovias. Uh, this is a duo from Chihuahua. Actually, Exnovias has a bit of an interesting story uh, because Exnovias used to be Magio Bus and uh, Dromedarios Magicos. And um, Dromedarios Magicos, uh, to put it politely, is a bit unreliable. <laughs> And Mahiobus kept making music. Um, so he was like, he just kind of like kicked them out of the band and uh, got another singer. And um, 
This uh, this is Alexis uh, Chavarria uh, from Señor Trigger, another uh, great uh, Chihuahua band who I actually interviewed for the show. You guys can go back and listen to that interview. Um, and um, and so they've started to make music again. It's really really cool. They have an EP in the works. This is the first single. Actually, uh, this dropped like literally like two days after. Um, our last uh, new music episode. And I really wanted to feature it, not just because Mahi Obus is a friend, uh, but I really, really, really love this song. I've had the song on constant uh, play, uh, you know, over over the course of the last few months. Um, and it's called Sambego. Um, it's a bit of, uh, there's, there's a bit of J-pop in here. Um, Mahio claims that there's cumbia in here, which there really isn't a single drop of it's it. A little, it's um, a little loungy also. Yes, it's a little lounge lizard. Uh huh. 80s synth um, lounge, sophistipop. I dig it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all all of that. Um, and it actually has a. It features a, um, a like a little, uh, uh, you know, a little uh, uh, quote. Not a quote, but like a little uh, interpolation. Sure, of uh, of our mutual friend uh, Mahios and my uh, Natsumi, uh, who's a uh, a Japanese girl who who lives in Mexico City, and like we're just all friends and silly people, um, and uh, but yeah. Uh, oh, so actually, it's like it's got a cameo from her. There we go. That's the word. Uh huh. Or like um, it she it features her on vocals. Yes, but like just towards the end, like in the in the bridge. Uh, actually, fun fun fact: I'm actually featured on an Exnovias in an upcoming Exnovias song. Okay, well, we so... have to play that on the show. Ah, when it when it drops, when she drops, we'll play it. It's so dumb. Um, but uh, but anyway, uh, anything else uh, that you want to uh, highlight or mention uh, before we before we sign off, uh, Bev? Um, I really hope we impeach the president. Fuck that guy forever. Um, We're working on it, Richard. We are. (laughs) And also, like, you know, sending all of the love, the fuerza, the strength uh, to everybody in Latin America that is out in these streets, uh, you know, fighting uh, injustice, impunity, um, fighting for dignity, fighting for equality, fighting for better rights for themselves and for their family and for their people. Um, everywhere from Chile to uh, Colombia to Ecuador to Bolivia to Puerto Rico to Haiti um, to probably uh, Mexico, Argentina, and Brazil in the near future, to be perfectly honest. Okay, um, you heard it here first. And hey, while we're at it, Hong Kong. Yes, Hong Kong and Barcelona, well, uh, Catalonia. All this shit is not over. Actually, before we go, I've, this is a this is a this is a conversation that I've been having a lot with the expats out out here in Mexico City. But I, I am curious from you, uh, uh, still an American citizen and resident, and obviously radical. Uh, what do you think are the odds of all this shit popping off in the U.S.? Um, I think we've seen a lot of like uprising over the past decade. There have been a lot of like mass movements, you know. Um, it's just like we're such a big country and the media controls things so much that like um, it's it starts to seem like we don't ever fight or that we're completely passive um, because we have no memory. But, you know, right. uh, we're seeing a lot of things happening right now. Like there are like Antifa is fighting fascists in the streets right now and like you don't hear about it, you know. Um, people are occupying um, ICE headquarters all over the country. Um, you know, you have seen indigenous people in the U.S. Um, 
rising up and fighting for water. You have seen the Black Lives Matter movement and in it's so incredibly disturbing how many black activists have died mysteriously um, of course, yeah. in the past few years. Um, you know, did I mention the Occupy movement? Did I mention Me Too? Like, yeah, um, where we have like Americans have not been silent and there is like a cultural battle. And um, so in terms of things like becoming like um, becoming more so um, in the near future, uh, I don't know. I would look to the fight between fascists and anti-fascists in this country and see what happens there, because that seems to be um the most active part and like here it's like i don't know there are people who are like becoming increasingly vocally fascist and there are people who aren't having it and um i don't know i think it's a question of like how close am i to punching a nazi um (laughs) it really i don't it could be tonight don't come to my bar right okay i mean there is this this is a conversation that uh is definitely a little too long for for today's uh, podcast but i don't know yeah, i think we're done that's that's my report from the united states exactly ah i mean you know we're definitely we're definitely reporting here i have some upcoming guests uh with whom i will be discussing uh the things that are happening across latin america so uh look uh look to those um but for now i guess uh we'll just say goodbye um again uh, make sure to check the show notes for links to all the stuff that i just mentioned before as well as uh you know contacts for myself and beverly Bryan. um the track that we're going to listen to now is called san bego this is by ex novias uh thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you guys next time bye guys
Llámame cuando tenga chance. Te extraño.